You're listening to another episode of the Zagreus Soap here. Excited to be joined by a 2014 Orlando fellow. Joshua Walker is here, a published author, among other things. Always love having authors on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Joshua, I was trying to figure out in my mind how you would describe yourself and what you do for a living. Do you have a short answer for that when people ask? Yeah, and I, I did this out of necessity of talking with my daughter. She's <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain what you do, Dad. Um, really, we build the things that power the Internet. So in information technology, basically the new wave is cloud engineering, and that's that's what I do professionally. Yeah. And is that something you knew you always wanted to do? Did you fall into it by happenstance? How did it come to be? Yeah, it was serendipity, actually, through NLC, where um, basically I had met another fellow who's a longtime friend, and um, her her partner uh, basically said, was the Orlando Tech Association lead at the time, and said, hey, come out to this tech meetup, and the rest is kind of in history, and I got into cloud engineering kind of through serendipity over time as well. So, And would you recommend people go into this field? Is it something that is... Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's in super high demand. Um, I, I help a lot of people bridge over from unique backgrounds as none of my degrees are um, in computer science. So that's been kind of a fun mission of mine besides the other things that I do. So Yeah. Well, like I said in the intro, I'm always excited to talk to alums who've written books. Give folks the title because I feel like there's not necessarily an easy understanding of what the book would be about based on the title alone. Yeah. And that's by design as well. Um, the book is called Venti Fried Chicken. Um, so yeah. And the story behind that is what? The Really, I wrote it um, based off of, so the, play, the, the title itself is a play on words. So I like things that are a juxtaposition of themselves. So really Venti Fried Chicken stands for being really a modern black man in America. So being, um, you know, true to my roots, but also being on the bleeding edge of, of my industry. Um, but the reason I wrote it was to give, you know, my painfully transparent stories so that folks that come from that look like me and folks that come from a non-traditional background can see what I did to get into technology. And I think it's it's not a tech book. It's about tech, but it's not like a technical book. And it's meant to be, you know, anecdotes and examples on how you can replicate my success, basically. So from the idea to publishing, did you have to be talked into even wanting to write a book? Is it something you knew you wanted to do? What's the origin story of making that choice? No, it, uh, honestly, I didn't know I wanted to write a book. Um, I, my wife laughs because I hated writing papers in college and then I wrote a book. Um, but yeah, I, it happened. Uh, basically, I was in a situation where I was giving a lot of one-on-one -on -one advice and I was like, how can I bottle this up um, and you know make it scale and a book made the most sense. Um, and so yeah, that's really how it happened in terms of linking up with a publisher, actually having it show up as a physical copy. What was that process like? Oh, the process was actually pretty fun because, uh, publishing is more accessible than it used to be. So I'm, I'm self-published through, um, Amazon and, um, really it's, if you have some designing know-how or know how to, uh, you know, hire a designer, um, you know, you basically upload your, your PDF files. And then you get proofed by, you know, Amazon as the publisher, and then you're kind of off to the races. There's like a grief, uh, like a grace period where they do review, but overall it's, you know, pretty uh, streamlined process and easy to do if anyone wanted to write a book. And then once the book is published, is this something that's 
pretty financially lucrative or it opens up new opportunities for you to speak to different groups or to get some different buzz? Like what, what actually happens when the book comes out? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So yeah, I like the split. Like if you were with a traditional publisher is way smaller because obviously they're pumping marketing into you and all that stuff. Um, so the split is a lot more. So it's, it's almost like being an independent music artist. Like there's more hustle, but you get more return. Um, and then also I think it, has given me a bigger platform in a bunch of different areas where not a lot of people um, publish books like in general. It seems like it, but it's not what I've learned is it's not as common as I thought. So I think it's been a great conversation starter and has given me some good opportunities to expand like my overall mission. So, And when you're doing book talks and sharing about it, do you find yourself telling one or two stories from the book more than other ones? And if so, which ones kind of stand out the most or get the best reaction? Yeah, I think a lot of times I, I talk about really how, uh, and that's one of the, the magical things that happened at NLC was, I think it was the first time, well, besides the military, um, like I was never like a prodigy, like tech person or or really just anyone's first pick in anything when I was younger. So that that's something I talk about all the time as people see who you are now and they assume that you've just always, you know, had it together in quotes. Uh, I think another story I talk about all the time is just really um, like there was a point where I lost everything and that's kind of what brought me back to Orlando and that's what made me, you know, um, talk to NLC and and basically the rest is history. But um, I think, you know, losing it all has been something I always lean on to kind of ground me. So when we get back with Joshua, we'll talk more about his book, also his thoughts and ideas on where tech may be headed in the future. Thanks for tuning in. This episode of The Zag, we'll be right back. Yeah, Joshua, so much has obviously changed in so many ways in the last 12 months, and tech is one of the sectors that has been able to, to, to thrive, really, in mm-hmm. the last 12 months. What kind of trends do you think the sort of average layperson who's maybe not in the field should keep an eye on or should maybe look for what's going to happen uh, as we come out of the pandemic? Yeah, I, I think, honestly, tech has been kind of a, a redemption story for a lot of folks. So I think it was, and this obviously wasn't on purpose, why I couldn't plan COVID. But uh, like the book coming out was, uh, it's helped a lot of people because, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people lost their way of life. So um, they were open to new ideas and new career paths. And uh, tech is booming right now for what I do. Um, everybody went, you know, is working from home. So obviously, you have to enable them to be able to do that. And that's what cloud computing does. So um, yeah, the, the tech industry is bigger than ever, to be honest. And then do you see any signs for, for hope or optimism in the sense of who can access and, and secure jobs in the, in the tech field? You know, you mentioned speaking from your position as a, as a black man in tech, do you see more worrisome signs or more optimistic signs that, that bigger tech companies or even smaller ones are, are making real strides on truly being inclusive and offering a sense of belonging? We're seeing some some good change there, especially with all of the you know horrible events that happened to Black people while the pandemic was going on. Um, I but obviously there's there's still a lot more room to grow. Um, you know, obviously uh, one of the big missions I'm part of is uh, Black Orlando Tech, which is um, I'm a founder of in Orlando, and you know we are looking to, we have been partnering with public and private organizations to basically drive that change and kind of be that accountability partner. So 
I think that's what we need is just really more grassroots efforts to make it happen. I don't think any board or, or algorithm is going to fix this problem. What's a misperception about, about Orlando that you'd want to dispel for people? Uh, Orlando is more than the parks. Um, I, we have one of the best foodie scenes. Um, every time someone comes from out of town, because I have a lot of uh, coworkers that travel, and I used to travel a lot before COVID, and they they never knew, you know, the real Orlando, in my opinion. So I definitely check out more than the tourist attractions. <laughs> Last thing, where's the best place to get your book, and how should folks do that? Oh yeah, so it's on uh, Amazon and Goodreads. Just uh, search Fenty Fried Chicken. And, um, you know, very unique name, so it should come up pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, uh, hopefully you guys will support the mission as I'm trying to get as many, you know, uh, people of color and just non-traditional backgrounds in the tech as possible. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to download all episodes, all the places you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google. They're all there. Lots of episodes to check out of amazing NLC progressives doing amazing things. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.